0: Thank you. What's going on everybody, it's Drew here, I'm welcoming y'all to a brand new episode of Phoenix Down, this is Phoenix Down episode number 50.3, and we are continuing our year of the RPG with The Legend of Heroes, Trails of Cold Steel, uh, and uh, today I have with me Matt. Hello,
1: I think this is the first time, about now, I'm no longer thinking of it as Trials.
0: Trials of Cold Steel?
1: Basically taken until about now, now trails is the first thing that comes to my mind finally.
0: Well the thing is is like I had heard of trails in the sky um yep. a lot more before I played this game. So it doesn't make sense for trails in the sky or trials in the sky. So it's yep. you know it's it's one of those things where oh I, that, that doesn't make sense so it's got to be trails. Um
1: yeah, when I hear tr- trails of or trials of cold steel I think trials the motorbike game.
0: Welcome to the future. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, now, um, which th- that's the thing is like I think to me per me personally, I think Trails of Cold Steel is a horrible name. Like I, th- I, th- I think it, I think it's just a dumb name. But you know, but when I hear about and I think about Trails in the Sky, I was like, that sounds like a f- a fantastic name. Yeah,
1: because you know. it makes me
0: think of airships. Yeah. I mean, that, that was the thing, like, because I was telling my girlfriend about it. I was like, what's this game? I was like, it's Trails of Cold Steel. I, like, The Legend of Heroes, Trails of Cold Steel. And she's like, that's a weird name. I was like, I know. I said, but the previous games were called Trails in the Sky. She said, oh, that's a pretty name. And I was like, yeah, yeah, you, you get it? Yeah. But it, I guess they just had to stick with the, the Trails series. Um, but yeah, uh, last we left off, we were in the middle of Chapter Four where we were at the, um, the uh the, the state or the, the, the country's capital or I guess the empire's capital. Uh Himal- Himalder, something like that. Um and uh everybody was getting prepped for the um the big summer festival that they were getting ready to have. And we were helping out with the preparations and doing quests and stuff like that. Uh and it was basically standard stuff. Okay, go check out this place. Go, you know, help out this person find something or kill a monster in the the sewers kind of thing.
1: Yeah, that's that's this game. It's pretty much 90% of this game.
0: Yeah. Um, But I'll get into it um, toward the end of this episode, but uh, I'm going to talk about how I feel about this game. Uh, Because uh, while I had never disliked this game, I did feel like it was kind of going through the motions. Uh, until what I've played. Um, But, uh, so yeah, um, obviously nothing's going to go correctly here, but uh, there's a few things um, that I need to mention. So one of the things about our field studies that Class Seven does is that they do these field studies so they can learn more about the Empire, but uh, particularly about the cities and the people that live in them you know and uh how how things work one of the cool things that we're learning about this city is the fact that um it's really ancient and there's stuff below uh the city itself that was kind of like it, it maybe catacombs, sewers, stuff like that but it was the stuff's been here for like hundreds of years and we're we're learning like about the secret passages and stuff by going through the sewers and they kind of like intertwine with each other which comes into play a little bit later on. Um, but uh, yeah, so we're doing all the preparation, stuff like that. Um, and uh, we basically get a full on cutscene of um, like the princess of, of the empire uh, along with her brother and um, her other brother, who is, I guess a step brother or a yeah. half brother, the half brother, yeah, the half brother is the oldest. He's probably older than the people in class 7. Um and he actually is he's not a serving member on the board. He's just um or no, he is, is he?
1: I thought they said something like he was an not an honorary member or something like that. Yeah. I'm an actual member of the board.
0: Um but uh from Jay's email last last episode um, he was saying that this guy was a character. The, the he, he like the the not crown prince, but the step or the half brother was a character in Trails in the Sky. Um, so that's kind of like where the correlation comes. Um, but we get a cutscene with them. They're all talking and stuff like that, and she's. They're all talking about getting ready for basically the 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 dance that takes place afterwards. And she says that she has the princess says she has an idea of who she wants to dance with as a dancing partner. And it's it it feels kind of meaningless sometimes. Uh, and there's a lot of these cutscenes where you're like, I don't know what the fuck this means at all, but uh, or why we're we even having this. Um, but it comes into play a little later on. It's kind of dumb, but we'll, we'll mention it. So eventually we get to the day where the the actual um events supposed to take place. The royals are gonna be coming out uh to basically introduce the festival and stuff like that. They're gonna have a ball and everything like that. And we get invited um to have uh, dinner with um Rean's sister. So we met Reen's sister in um Trista the the town where Thor's academy is, but now we're in her town where her academy is, and come to find out, she's actually good friends with the princess herself, and Alfin, Alfin, yeah, Alfin, and she invites class seven to join her for dinner, and that is where we learn a few things, Uh, one of them being um, that Alfin wants to have a dancing partner with Reen. And Reign's like, I don't know if I can accept this. The whole time, his sister's getting embarrassed and stuff like that. It's kind of dumb.
1: Embarrassed, uh, but also jealous.
0: Yeah. And that's, that's, that's another thing. It's reinforced here that his sister has something for him.
1: Yeah. I don't
0: know. Luckily, they haven't explored any of that after this. Huh. But, um... But the other thing that we learn, and the more important thing that we learn, is that um, Sarah, Instructor Sarah, our teacher, um, we learn kind of a little bit about her origins through uh, the the older prince. What is his name? I can't think of it. The older one? Yeah.
1: Is it Olivert?
0: Olivert, yeah. Prince Olivert. Um, he, he knew her um, back in her days when she used to be a bracer. Um, so she was one of those, she used to be one of those kind of like, um, town mercenaries who, uh, were basically kicked out of the, of the, most of the cities out of the government. Government kicked all of them out because, well, they, they couldn't really moderate them like an army. So they decided to just basically say, we're not going to support you guys. Get the hell out. Uh, there's still some bracer guilds around. But um, they're not predominant like they used to be. Think of them kind of like as like town guards, but they work for themselves and work for the people. So they were kind of like the good guys. While the Jaegers were kind of like the bad mercenary people who did the, the shady shit sometimes. Um,
1: Have you gotten a sense at all that V considers herself to be... Ever one of the bad guys? Maybe a bit outside the law, but I think she would consider herself a good
0: guy, right? Yeah, she she you can definitely tell Fee has a history with a bunch of people we don't know. Yeah. Uh because she will make offhand comments like about the Imperial government, the Imperial Army, even about the bracers themselves. And you can tell, like, yeah, these guys are idiots, or like, that. Uh, they sound, it's like, yeah, it sounds like a bracer, stuff like that. And she makes these offhand comments of like, well, I've, I've kind of ran into these people before, so I know how they act.
1: But you don't get the sense that she would ever be, like, sh- shaking people down for money or, you know, doing sort of actual shady business
0: I don't think she was like that cuz she cuz you cause she they they go a little bit into detail um uh in in this this part right here uh because Laura obviously has a has issues with with Fee and doesn't actually explain it in fact both of them have issues with each other and they don't know why
1: yeah, and the explanation after the explanation I'm still not clear why.
0: I'm not I'm still not clear why either, but uh, and that that's the next thing that actually comes up is is Fee and Laura are basically like, look, we need to sell this shit. So, uh, like I don't know why we can't form a combat link. I don't know why I have a problem with you, but we need to iron it out. So the only way they can is by having a battle with each other. So they duel each other. Um
1: and this is mostly at uh, Laura's instigation. Yeah, he says we need to fight. I need to know how good you are.
0: Yeah, because she always says fees holding back. Uh, so they have a fight. Um, and they feel like they've bonded over that fight, and then they decide, okay, Rain, me, and you are going. We're all we us two are going to fight you. And I was like, well, what the fuck? So, uh, we have a fight against them, and uh, beat them but they are able to form their combat link that they always wanted to. So yay. Yeah,
1: good for them.
0: And now they don't really know why. I or at least I don't know why. But uh yeah, but Fee actually goes into a little bit of her her background. She was kind of like an orphan as a kid um and was taken up by um a a leader of um of a Jaeger Corps. And so she kind of grew up within the mercenary life. They trained her, showed her how to fight, stuff like that. And, um, so she, she has a lot of experience just in the, I wouldn't say she, she has a lot of combat experience. She does. But she has experience in that community, would be the best way to describe it. So she has, she, she knows a little bit more than the rest of the group because, just because of what she was exposed to as a kid. Um, But um, apparently her her Jaeger Corps uh, was demolished by a rival Jaeger Corps. uh, A more evil one, I should say. And um, that's when she decided to enroll into uh, Thor's because, well, she didn't have anybody else. And she, she ran into Sarah while she was kind of just wandering from town to town, trying to find her way. And Sarah invited her to go to Thor's. And that's where she ended up. Um, did we talk about Elliot? We talked about his sister because we went and visited his sister. Um, yep. But Elliot has kind of a chip on his shoulder because of his father. I don't know if we mentioned this or not. Um, we learned a little bit about his history. So his mother died when he was young and he was raised by a sister and his father. His father is actually one of the major commanding officers in the, uh, Imperial army. Um, in fact, he is the leader of the fourth armored edition, um, of the, uh, kind of like the tank Corps. Mm-hmm. Um, and they say he's one of the strongest men in Erebonia Is in like, just physically as strong. um, and his dad like really wants him to join the military and refuses to accept his son as a artist who wants to learn how to play music and he feels like he doesn't want any part of that life
1: yeah especially when all his friends cuz that's how this kind of comes up right is when he when he meets up with his friends yeah and they're you know they're out in the park playing a little gig
0: and then they say oh we're at this uh you know this music uh, school.
1: Yeah, we still wish you would have come with us.
0: Yeah, and he's like, well, I would have, but my dad made me enlist in Thor's for military stuff. So, but yeah, we learn a little bit about those people here, uh, and uh, we also get some backstory into Marcus's family. Um, apparently, these people come from broken homes, like hardcore. <laughs> uh, Marcus's mother was was. Uh, I don't think she was killed. I think she died when he was really young. And uh, he was raised by um, his aunt or cousin. I think it was his cousin. Um, His cousin and his father. And his cousin uh, fell in love with a man who was a noble. And she wasn't. And they basically did the whole Romeo and Juliet thing, except the her her soon-to-be husband didn't kill himself. She just killed herself. And since then, Machias has kind of held... That's the reason why he's hated uh, nobles as much as he had, because basically they made his cousin who raised him kill herself. Yeah. Um.
1: Even though that noble was not... You know, wasn't really to blame.
0: It was, it was the family. It was his family yeah. that wouldn't that wouldn't accept it and ridiculed her and sent her evil, mean letters and stuff like that. And she couldn't take it anymore. Um, so it's, it. I mean, this shit like kind of gets real after a while. <laughs>
1: um, I guess on paper their stories are a bit tragic, but I'm still having a bit of trouble connecting with any of them. Like yeah, that that sounds awful. But when I see this character, I don't really feel bad for him. I don't I don't really know why. I just find myself a, a bit disconnected from the, the plights of these
0: characters. What do you think that is? Do you think it's because of the stuff in between? You think it's because of the voice acting? I mean, just I because. Of...
1: I don't mind the voice acting. Uh. That I think is okay. I think the characters come alive when they're speaking, but it feels very perfunctory to me. Like, maybe a lot of it is just due to the pacing, and I feel like so much time is wasted in between doing nonsense that, you know, it's hard to carry up, care about something that is not even happening. It's something that happened in the past, you know. Right. If it was that that big a deal and scarred you that much, you probably wouldn't spend your days taking notes around and you know doing such nonsense tasks
0: yeah but yeah that's the backstories that we get uh, then we cut to the kind of like the big thing big thing being that we're going to have this big royal get together and it's going to expose a lot of the major people in the 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 kingdom um, And we already know that there's a – there's somebody out there who's trying to kill people, Um, you know, try to overthrow the government kind of thing.
1: Terrorists.
0: Terrorists. So we're like, okay, we need to be on heightened guard. So we're actually teaming up with the town guard as well as like the imperial army to basically make sure nothing happens. So – Kinda of like when the President of the United States, you know, is making a big speech. We're kinda of like the 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 Secret Service kind of thing. So that's what we're playing as. So we have to go check out the places, make sure that they're all secure. And then we do security detail. And um everything seems to go without a hitch. Uh until while we're in the main plaza, the um the water fountains start overflowing. It's kind yeah. of crazy. And we're like, what yep. thing
1: I could think of was the Ninja Turtles?
0: <laughs>
1: what are they doing down there?
0: <laughs> Sewer surfing, man. So, uh, but yeah, the, the water fountain starts like overflowing, spewing everywhere. Uh, and then these monsters emerge from the sewers, these crocodile looking things, uh, and to which we fight them because they're in, in a big crowd of people. So uh while we're fighting them, um there is uh some type of an explosion that sound it sounds like an explosion that goes off in the main dining hall area. They're having it in like this uh almost like a um a greenhouse room or, or greenhouse house uh where yeah, they
1: have a Crystal Palace or
0: Yeah, it's it's something like that. It's it's like a windowed area. Uh, and that's where they have like the, the princess is there. Uh Reen's sister is there because she was invited by the princess to to attend, uh, and a bunch of other royals and stuff like that are there. So are like, oh no, something's happening over there. The fountains and the monsters was a distraction, so they could then do that. So we haul butt over there. When we get there the princess, as well as Rain's sister, are being held captive by um, some of these terrorists, along with their ringleader, Gideon G G G, also known as Gideon. And he's uh, he's kind of I guess he wasn't expecting Class Seven to be there because he's like, ah, oh, it's these kids again. What are they doing here? Um, but they retreat uh and down into a hole that they blew that leads into the kind of like the catacombs that we saw earlier. So they've been so how they've been traveling around was using those tunneling systems to basically get around the city without being noticed, basically going through the sewer system. Um and we we pursuit after them. Um and they uh the, the he summons more monsters. So Gideon has this uh flute that he uses where he can basically control monsters. Um and uh he God, what does he do? He uh he uses them to control the monsters, but we we don't do we fight Gideon here again? No,
1: after we fight like the, the Sharkadiles, yeah we fight a couple more of those like stone golem things yeah and then and then the big the big stone dragon
0: yeah so we go deeper into the catacomb and then we reach a point where we make it to basically the 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 point of no return and he uses the flute to basically reanimate the bones of this giant dragon that has been buried under the city for a long time and we have to fight it, um, which is a pretty big boss fight. This is one of the, the 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 more elaborate boss fights we've had so far. Yeah. Where there's more than one thing we have to worry about. So um, what I found out was if he has minions, if you kill the minions, he wastes a turn summoning more minions. So that's what I had. I had like two people fighting minions killing them so he would summon more so he would waste one of his turns but he also i mean like we're getting to the point now where every boss that we run into has an ability to hit multiple people in our party um so it's you know it's one of those things you know that it, it, it we're, we're eventually getting to that point where we just have to kind of this is what's going to happen from now on yeah. um but we destroy the um the boss, the the dragon, the bone dragon thing, the skeleton dragon, and uh, Gideon's kind of flabbergasted. He's I can't believe these guys beat that thing. But the no matter will will stop you. But Nereen is is pissed. He's get you know Gideon's got my sister, and I'm I'm not taking this shit anymore. And he goes up to Gideon and slices that fucking flute in half with his sword. <laughs> and Gideon is like, oh, no, what am I supposed to do now? I can't control the monsters. Uh, and as soon as we got him cornered along with his little, you know, Jaeger core wannabes, uh, some more people emerge from the uh, from behind the curtain, if you will.
1: Finally, somebody in the game with some character too.
0: Yeah. So three people emerge. Um, one of them being S, which is a woman with an eye patch. Um, uh, she carries a flaming sword. Uh, she just goes by S, which I know what the S stands for, but we'll we'll save that for later. Or now nah, I'll just go ahead and say it because it doesn't really matter. Her name's Scarlet. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they come out. Another guy comes out named V. I don't know what V stands for yet. So uh, it could be Victor. I'm not certain. Um, but uh, he's this talking guy carrying a fucking minigun. That should be like on, on, on a helicopter or something like that. Uh, and you can tell these guys are basically the, the bosses of this, this group of people. But there's one other guy that shows up, a head honcho, if you will. And he is known as C. Yeah,
1: we've seen him a couple times already.
0: We have, but we never mentioned it because it was always like after we finish a mission, they're always watching the train go by and then talking, and we don't know what the hell any of it means.
1: Yep. And that's another part of sort of the structure of the game is that I don't know. I don't want to get into it now. It's just it's that kind of, like, pretending that there's something interesting happening, but it really has no relevance whatsoever on the game?
0: Well, yeah. The thing is, is, like, I don't know if this game knows what perspective it wants to go by. Are we looking at this through the perspective of the class? Are we looking at it through the perspective of Reen? If that's the case, they shouldn't show anything that has to do with uh, Gideon or or C or any of this stuff, but we see it anyway. So we're seeing... We're usually being told what happens from Reen, so there's multiple cutscenes where Reen is basically talking to the player. It was a hot summer, and you know, it, you know, it, it was the the heat was you know swelling and stuff. I mean, he, it's like he's narrating the story, but then there's these cutscenes where Reen obviously wouldn't have known what happened here. So it's it's a weird perspective thing that that's kind of throwing me off a little bit sometimes. Because, yeah. I'm, I, you know, it's like one of those things where, yeah, there's plenty of times where in movies and games where you're seeing people. It, it, it's weird. It, like, I can't explain it because so 80% of this game is told through the eyes of Reen. He's telling us basically, you know, it's like he's telling us of what happened. like, dude, I ever tell you the story of what happened three years ago. That, that's basically what he's doing. He's telling us a story that happened in the past, yep. but but then we're seeing things as like cutscenes that he would not information he would not have been privy to. So it's, it's it's weird the storytelling in this game, um, but so yeah, C shows up now. C is an interesting character. C is a very tall man, um, who wears he's wears all black and he has a visor, a helmet that has a visor coming over him. So you can't see his face, and he talks basically like um I don't know I, I wouldn't say Darth Vader, but he, you can tell it, he talks with a menacing tone as well as it's you know muffled basically
1: yep. filter or something on there
0: yeah, he's got some kind of filter, so he's talking through like an electronic filter almost um and he is the ringleader he he announces himself basically as I am the leader of this group. And he goes into kind of a little bit of detail of what he wants in, in a weird meta sort of way. Um, so basically, he, his little outfit or group is known as the Imperial Liberation Front. Um, and they are here to stop, quote unquote, the tyranny that is taking place in Arabonia. He, he even distinctly mentions that he loves his empire, he loves this country, and he wants to make sure it doesn't fall into the wrong hands of the people that are ruling it right now.
1: Which is interesting, because that's also tied with the fact that he doesn't want to injure any of the, like the princess.
0: Yeah. He, make, he makes well known that he doesn't want to hurt anybody, but he wants to... It's basically like he has this weird mentality of, uh, of I'm going to save you guys by by hurting people. <laughs> it's weird.
1: Because that's Is a it? little different from G, who who was just saying, "All right, well, I I don't want to leave any evidence, so I'm going to kill him." Yeah. Had his knife to Elfin's throat, just about.
0: Yeah. Um. So it's it's weird. So uh, we we he's like. Uh, you guys want to take me on? Come on. So it's was it it's Fee, Reen, and Laura take on uh C in one of those classic RPG battles that you can't win. Yeah. Um and um luckily this game actually show it doesn't tell you, but you know when you're at a battle you can't win kind of thing. Unlike Crimson Gem Saga, if you remember that, holy hell. Go back. So, anybody out there listening, go back and listen to Crimson Gem Saga. I guarantee you, we ran into so many battles that we could not win, and the game didn't tell us that. And I'm just like, what the fuck? You know? And it's weird because it, it, it didn't give any indication like we can't beat this. You know? I hate when games do that. At least here I like okay obviously this is the main bad guy we can't beat him here you know that was that was my that was my whole thing
1: Yeah, this isn't the end of the game
0: yeah so um uh he he beats the crap out of everybody uh to which sarah shows up along with uh the rest of class 7 um and she brings a bunch of imperial guys with them and they uh they decide to make their escape, um, and uh, leave uh, Reen's sister and the princess to us. So we at least foiled their plans for now.
1: I like the deal they tried to make before that, where they said, "Well, what if we just leave these two girls here? Will you let us go without a fight?" To which Reen and everyone else said, "Heck no!"
0: Yeah. Uh, Reen was out for blood at that point. Yeah. Um, they, they kidnapped my sister. I'm going to kill them basically. So, uh, after that, I mean, the weird thing is, and it kind of jarred me a little bit was the fact that after this scene right here, there was, it, it was a very short scene afterwards, basically wrapping up everything. Um, we, we actually meet with another person that we haven't met before we've heard about we meet up with the chancellor who um is basically like so you know how like you have the royals who can still influence stuff but they don't actually run the country kind of thing the the chancellor is kind of like that Um, he, he is, he's the guy who does help run the country. Um, and he is kind of like second to, um, Marcus's father, who is the governor of the, uh, the, the, the capital of Erebonia. Um, but he does, he's kind of like the overseer of everything. And for the life of me, I can't think of the chancellor's name.
1: I don't know. I called him iron and blood.
0: Yeah. Everybody kn- knows him as the Iron and Blood uh leader. So uh to explain a few things, uh the Iron and Blood uh group, we have met them before, one of them being Milliam, which is the little girl who rides on the robot thing. Um I fucking motorcycle went by at like a hundred miles an hour. Um it kind of surprised me. Um but Milliam is one of the Iron and Bloods uh Claire, who is kinda like the leader of the um the Imperial Railroad um police. We've met her before. Um she's one of them. Uh the main head strateg- strategist, uh the the negotiator guy. He's one of them. Um And they're like a kind of like an elite group of people that he relies on to basically carry out some of his more dirty work things. I wouldn't say dirty work because that sounds bad. Um, Ops type stuff. Special ops stuff. Yeah. There you go. Um, So we meet up with him. He thanks us for everything. But we get this really bad vibe from him um, because he just he just seems kind of evil. But we don't, I don't think he is. I could be wrong. Yeah, hard to tell. But, um, you can tell that he's obviously got a lot of stuff under his belt. Um, and he tells, uh, Class Seven, he says, You guys seem like you need some additional support, and I'll be sending it to you in the upcoming weeks. After that, we go back to Trista. Um, uh, we cut to another month, we cut to August, and um, we start doing more school stuff. Uh, in the meantime, I um, knew we get two new classmates who join class seven. The first one being uh, Milliam, who is obviously that girl that we met, uh, one of the Iron Blood people, and we're guessing well that's what. The Chancellor meant when he said he's going to send us some support. He's going to send one of his own. Um, She joins our class uh, to study at Thor's, as well as one other. Uh, The second classman, second-year classman, uh, Crow, that we've met multiple times. uh, He uh, apparently failed too many grades or failed too many classes, so he's being held back and has to make up for it. So he joined Class 7 in the first year stuff, and now he's in our class. So we've got a guy who's basically a slacker who doesn't care, and a really annoying 13-year-old girl.
1: Wonderful. It's a recipe for success, huh?
0: Yeah. Well, the thing is, I like Crow. I cannot stand Milliam. She is the the classic JRPG annoying anime girl.
1: Yep. I didn't really find her annoying at all until this part when she's like, introducing herself to the class.
0: Yeah. So. Her
1: her like over ridiculous flightiness. I'm going to run all over the school grounds and just look at stuff. Between that and like her dancing while she's saying hi. I don't know. There's just something about her that. I don't know. She isn't. I don't think she's as annoying as. In Blue Dragon,
0: but... Oh, Mao, What was his name? Maru Maru. Maru Maru? Yeah. Yeah. No Maru Maru, but I I still don't really like her. (laughs) I (laughs) kind of want to go back and listen to some of our Blue Dragon episodes, because the way me, you, and Ken, like, we would talk about, like, this cutscene was trying to be serious, and then Maru Maru came in and ruined every fucking thing. (laughs) I was just like, I hate this fucking character. (laughs) Uh, but yeah, now, um, she joins us um, we do our spiel of oh, we're doing uh a free day where we help out with everything, but there's there's important things that happen in free day, and that's when we go to the old schoolhouse, and it's it's starting to come into effect um what this old schoolhouse is. But we don't know, because we don't have all the information about it. So we remember last time, a door appeared, and there was a giant like animated armor that attacked um, Reen's sister. And Reen kind of unleashed this inner power to fight it off, and nobody had ever seen it before. Uh, obviously, Reen has been kind of suppressing this power. For a while, um, and we constantly are getting like flashbacks to when he was a child. So he's obviously been dealing with this for a while. So we go to the old schoolhouse. This time we have to bring Crow and we have to bring Milliam with us because they they want to go. Um, and here, not much actually happens uh, this time around. Uh, No door appears, anything like that. We kind of just do it standard. Um, But one thing is most certainly for certain. That cat that's been running around with Emma, there's something up with that cat. Um, Because Emma's been talking to it like it's a a human and, and having conversations with it. This is no ordinary cat. Which we we will find out. I don't know how far you are in chapter five yet, Matt. But we find out a little bit more about the cat.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm right there in uh in the old schoolhouse.
0: So that's where you are right now. Yeah. Okay. Um,
1: I got about about eight about eight hours in, a little over eight hours.
0: Okay. But yeah, that's um if if that's as far as you went, there's a lot revealed in chapter five. Um. In fact, I would say from where you are in the old school house um to the end of chapter five, you've probably got at least five hours maybe six yeah yeah Basically it's,
1: the old chapter.
0: yeah it's 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 a long one it's a big one it's weird because uh where we go next um it it doesn't um it doesn't last very long while we're there i mean there is a dungeon like a quote-unquote proper dungeon that we have to go through. Um, but the biggest thing that we do happens afterwards, which I'll, I'll save that for the next episode. But um, yeah, it's it's one of those where it, it's one of those non... It, it's not as usual as, as it used to be. So you, you, you'll see that in this chapter when we go on our field study, the, the whole spiel of... Oh, we gotta do all these quests and stuff like that. It's still there, but there's not as many of them, and it doesn't last as long because they want to get to basically the story bit part.
1: Yeah, I wish they would have done that thirty hours ago.
0: Yeah, but um, they they're really you're definitely gonna get a lot more uh in chapter five. Oh, good. Uh, uh, yeah,
1: next long long plane ride tomorrow to to get some time in.
0: There you go. I think you. I think you may enjoy what you'll see in chapter five. Um, Yeah,
1: I'm expecting I will because so far, I really have not been too impressed with the beginning of this game. But you know, chapter four I think is my favorite chapter to date because something finally happens instead of just nonsense like six hours of nothing and then a ten second shot of somebody watching you. Like (laughs) that's not enough. But this, you know, in this chapter, in chapter four, we finally. You know, we finally confronted somebody. We finally saw the team that I wish we had seen from the beginning. You know, we have bad guys now.
0: Yeah. Yeah. They they should have introduced the villains way earlier on. I think. Um, yeah. Because like I, Jay's always Jay said that they that this game leaves on a pretty big cliffhanger. Um. I have a feeling that cliffhanger. I mean, I, I kind of th- have an idea of where that cliffhanger is going to go um, because I don't think I could be wrong, but I, I don't think I don't think anything's going to get resolved in this game. No, I don't think so either. Yeah, that that's my biggest thing is I don't think anything like we may get who C is. We may find we, we may see whoever that is behind the mask. But we will not defeat that person. Right. I don't and,
1: think. And, I, you know, I, I kind of felt like I knew that coming into the game. So if I was blindsided by that, I, I think I would feel betrayed. But I am I kind of feel like we know this is part one and it's not a one-part story. So, you know, I'd like there to be some resolution, but I, I really don't need much from the end of the game, really.
0: Yeah. I just I don't know it's 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 interesting the the thing that gets me and this is where I'll talk about how I kind of feel about this game now compared to what I did you know two episodes ago, um, is that at the end of chapter four when we had the whole oh they kidnapped the princess and kidnapped you know Reen's sister and you know we ran into our bad guys finally we it was revealed who's behind this the whole Imperial Liberation Front and everything about them in chapter 5 that we're going to see it like it's it's actually really good uh i found it very compelling um even even how kind of i wouldn't say hokey but how kind of ham-fisted the story has been shown so far um yeah. it's shown that way in chapter 5 but it's at least content that i care about you know I want to see what these villains are up to, what they want, who they are kind of thing. Uh, And you're going to get a lot of that in chapter five. And what I liked about what I played um, basically solidified the fact that I'm going to play through this entire series. So like yesterday after doing what I did in chapter five, I went straight to Amazon and automatically pre-ordered trails of cold steel too. I am, I'm down like like I'm I'm down for this shit. I don't know how this game's gonna end at all, but I I, I like the characters enough to where I want to see where it's gonna go. Um and like I said, I don't think we're going to beat these villains at the end of this game. So I wanna see I kinda wanna see class seven beat the shit out of the villains. <laughs> so that's that's my thing. Um
1: you don't think they're gonna pull where they beat the villains but really there was a much bigger villain behind the scenes pulling all the strings.
0: That 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 most certainly could be the case. I I really don't know. Um I know there's there's a few things that they allude to in in chapter 5 where th- there are other parties involved in this liberation front that we have not met yet. If we even will meet them in this game. I don't know. But um but yeah, I, I want to see where it goes. I'm, I'm I'm totally down. I think Trails of Cold Steel two comes out in September, either August or September, and I'm I'm down for it. I'm I'm ready. So, I'm I'm all in for that. I don't know. I mean, do you feel? I know you said you like Chapter Four a lot more, so you feel like it's it's at least picking up some
1: yeah I mean, I didn't get a lot at the end of Chapter Four, but it was definitely a step in the right direction you know because a lot of Chapter Four is still completely unrelated quests, but at least for part of it, you know you are the the whole section of preparing for this garden party when you know that there's things bubbling up in the background colored that whole set of missions so much differently than generic mission out in the Nord Highlands where there's literally nothing happening and no reason to care why you're there or what you're doing. Right. You know, this time at least there was, there was that hint that, Hey, shit's going to go down. And just that background knowledge made that whole section of the game feel more exciting
0: well i i did give you before we record i did give you a hint of what happens in chapter 5 um and hopefully that will be enough to kinda motivate you to see um but yeah no nah, because like i don't know we'll, we'll talk about it next time when 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 you get back from 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 england and um you know we'll put a little bit more time into it i'm thinking we're going to do two more episodes of this
1: Yep. I think yeah. we can, wait a second.
0: So I mentioned it in an email. I don't know if you saw the email. Uh, um, okay. Well, I, what what I mentioned was have you given any thought to what our next game's going to be?
1: Um the one you mentioned is top of my list.
0: The the one I mentioned in my email.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay. Um, the one I mentioned in my email was Rogue Galaxy. Yes. Uh, we both own it. I got it when it was on that little cell. I have it on PlayStation 4. Um, I'm, I'm down for Rogue Galaxy from what I understand. How long to beat says it's around 30 hours, which is about half the time for Trails of Coal Steel, which I, I'm kind of okay with. <laughs> um, I know that the game after that will be and Rampa 2. Um, and I'm really excited for that one. Um, and
1: again, after that will be Eternal Darkness?
0: Probably. Nice. Because, see, what I, what I think is we'll have, what, two weeks to finish up Trails of Cold Steel. And then my, that'll give us a full month to do Rogue Galaxy. And then the, after that, we'll be in September. That'll give us a month to do Rampa 2. And then hopefully... If everything goes according to plan, in October, we can go ahead and start Eternal Darkness. Again. Again. And this time, Drew, don't fuck up. (laughs) Because we all know what happened last time.
1: Don't use your magic to refill your magic.
0: Yeah, what the fuck? Why even put that in the game? Like, what the fuck, you know?
1: (laughs) Guy loves his magic.
0: Obviously. I was just like, I'm going to choose the green one. Why not? why did I choose the green one? Well, I fucked myself. That's what happened. So, it's <laughs> but yeah. Um, but yeah, So it's a short show, but that's okay. Um, I, I did play to the end of chapter five, but, uh, Matt, I give you plenty of time. You're going to be overseas. You can, um, you got a long plane ride, play a lot of that. And, um, Hopefully we'll be back. Um, I don't. I, we may not be back next week. I don't know what you said. You'd be back. What? What day will you be back from England?
1: Uh, next Sunday.
0: Next so, Sunday. Yeah. So it'll be two weeks from now. But that's fine. You know what? Vacations happen. I went on vacation last week. You you technically aren't going on vacation, but I'm sure you're going to have a little bit of fun while you're over there. Yeah, uh, a little, little
1: fun. It'll be yeah. A lot of work, but a little.
0: There you go. So yeah, um, we uh, e- while you're gone, I may record an intermission or something like that with Jay or somebody. I'll try and find somebody to record something about, um, and we'll try and post something up. But yeah, we we, we uh, we're gonna finish up Trails of Cold still, um, probably this month at least, or try to at least. That day's the seventh. Yeah, hopefully we finish that up, move on to. You you want to go ahead and lock in Rogue Galaxy?
1: Yeah, let's do that. I mean, I. Honestly, the more of this game I play, the more I want to play Rogue Galaxy. <laughs> Charming, well made game with a with a nice art style. Yeah. It's not seventy hours long. There you all, go. all all of those beats are exactly what I want right now.
0: Okay. Well we'll we'll stick to that. Our next game is officially going to be Rogue Galaxy. So yay for everybody who voted for it and it didn't win. Now we're gonna do it. Um, then the only other game left on our on our voting list would be Wolfenstein,
1: <laughs> which we could always slip in at some point. It's probably only a two episode game.
0: Oh yeah, that's definitely just a two episode game. Um, but yeah, that'll be it for us. Uh, no emails this week. That's okay though. Um, if you'd like to send us an email, it's drew at ztgd dot com. Um, I will read them out on the show. You talk to us about Trails of Cold Steel or any other game for that matter, if you want to um and like i said you can always suggest games to us like we have we have the next few months like kind of locked in but i mean after our halloween episode i don't know what we're doing uh and we still have two more months in the year i think we may be able to squeeze two more rpgs in who knows depending on what we play so um but yeah uh you can follow us all on twitter i am at dml fury matt is at remgs and the podcast itself is at ztgd phoenix down and uh yeah, that'll be uh that'll be it for all of us. Short show, but that's okay. Um think we got had a, a decent amount of reveals, found out who our villains are finally. And, and I think the game finally turned a corner. The the game has finally turned a corner. I, I can I can tell you that. I mean you're gonna get a little bit of monotonous stuff, very little in the chapter five. Where, where after you finish the schoolhouse, you'll get a little bit of that because you are going to a new city and you're going to learn about some, some places. You, I'll, I'll say this. You're going to Laura's hometown. So you get to learn about her a little bit. And, um, but then after you leave her town, this shit happens. Like, for real. So, get excited for that. Uh, but until then, I'm Drew. And I'm Matt. And we are out of here. I hope you guys have a great week. Um, I will, probably be back with somebody for a um for an intermission show so uh you guys won't be a week without us at least so uh but after that we will be back with more trails of cold steel